Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Talking No, it's not. 87. 57. <laughs> 57. <laughs> I mean, I could start again. No. But I'm not going to start again. No. 50. I was like, I was like, that's not right, is it? That's a great start. I'm doing fantastically well. 87. 87, yeah? Yeah, that's it. It's 87. 87. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I was like, so I you, you, said, you, just said, you, just said, you just said 57. I was like, that don't sound right. Where have I got 57 from? <laughs> but yeah, I hope this podcast finds you well. Dex and Jake joining you as always. Um, it's, been a, it's been a winning week for Wednesday. Yep. So uh, we, can be, we can be happy in that respect. I honestly, I'm, I've thrown myself off now. Where did I get 57 from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's no specific reason I should have 57 in my no. head. Anyway. Well, especially since you've got the document in front of you, it actually says 87. I've, I've cropped that bit so ah. I can make sure everything's in focus. Behind the scenes magic. Um, yeah, oh, apology. I know and nobody commented this, actually, but I know you'll have noticed it. If you are a visual watcher of the podcast, yes, when we re-uploaded the podcast, the microphones were out of sync, with, the, and that annoys me. Yep, annoyed me when I saw it. So much, right? But I didn't fix it, because it would have been a stupidly long fix with what we needed to do, and we just got the podcast up. If that really bothers people in future... I will just remove the audio element when we do the live, mm. when the re-upload goes, just so people can look at our still images instead of having to, you know, yep. see, see out-of-sync voices. But nobody actually complained about it, but I was really annoyed. I walked it back, I was like, oh, this isn't our usual quality. Why do StreamYard do us like this? Well, that's why I never use it. Yeah, you know, but it's good to do a live podcast and be able to do it that way. We we will we are we did record it live into everything as well, but yeah. for some reason it just did not like to sync up with the footage. So we might do something where we can sort of try and get a dual recording going on at the same time. And actually also record on, on live streams, especially since it more than likely the Tuesday night we'll be doing it when there's a game. We've just done the game for like an hour or so, and then we go straight into the podcast. It's a long night. Yeah, that was so, the only reason. I needed yeah. to get the podcast up because I was working, obviously, all day Wednesday, um, yeah. which didn't actually end up happening, unfortunately, because I came down with the plague. So we'll get to that after. How's your week been, Jake? It's been good. Uh, <laughs> I got a really nice birthday present for myself on Sunday. I booked myself a COVID jab. Uh, so I've got to go get dabbed and stuff. I think I've also stupidly done my flu vaccine on the same day that's uh, the best way to do it though just get but i think get it out of the way out yeah, yeah. uh it's been good uh slowly but surely getting things into sync a little bit i've been setting up new scenes in obs uh for certain things like if you were at the friday live stream i've now got like a cigar lounge kind of thing for a chill out stream that i'm doing i'm trying to make it a little bit different to like different scene for different aspects so when there's a game i've got the uh picture behind me when it's news i've got my news room scene and then i've got like a chill i'm i'm trying to make it so you know what my content is i've, I've been watching marketing stuff and watching other people and i've been getting inspired <laughs> so you've been it's... falling into the youtube holes at late at night and decided i'm gonna do that yeah pretty much yeah 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 
Don't blame you. But they're, they're working and they're doing well. And the one thing I've always been quite proud with the channel, I've got very good quality on audio and, uh, well, audio now. I uh, didn't used to, and visual. So I've got the nice balance of 50 50, which is more like six. Yeah. I always say 70 30, because you always want better audio than you want video personally i always give you like really good audio advice and then never actually take my own advice because you do it all in in uh, pre i do it all in post oh, yeah. we were just discussing this um yes. and usually i would do it in this is again skip if you want the football talk yes. um i would do it in pre but my setup is set up for mainly music recording mm. so i want a clean signal going in and then i do everything in post yeah. Whereas you're set up for it's like this. My streaming mic is set up to go in, um, in pre, but it's not pre, as yeah. good as the mic I use here. And yeah. I don't like. I like when I stream just to be able to plug in and go. So I use yeah. a camera mic for streaming, and then I have that set up. Um, no, it makes sense. with all makes with sense. all my presets and and everything, but. This just goes in a clean signal because this is the microphone I use for. Voice I'm not going to lie that that. Microphone just sounds superb, and I looked into those mics a couple of months ago. I was like, yeah, maybe in a couple of months' time. <laughs> Yours is a very good podcast mic. I'm not gonna yeah. lie; like, it's 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 got this. It's got the uh, especially when I edit because I obviously edit yours in post, yeah. so we balance. But it's um, it got a nice tone to it. It does, yeah. This this one's got more of a, I guess you can say, a true dyna. It's not. It's a kind of a mid range, affordable microphone, mm. to be fair. But it's um. It's one I found in that mid range that's got quite a nice, got a nice dynamic range to it, and it doesn't doesn't really it doesn't really have a tone to it specifically. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a little more neutral. And when I'm going in um, with a clean signal, that's kind of what I want. So I've it's been interesting because I've been looking at some point down the line upgrading this, but so far it's fine for what I do. But but I, for a long time I was looking at the Shure Shure SN Seven B, but it's sounding like they have got, they are so below what they used to be, where they were quality-wise. There's a lot of new mic coming out that just blow it out of the water. But for 100 quid, you can't get better than this at an XLR mic, and it's decent, yeah. and it does the job. How are you, apart from being ill still? Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of talking about it now, to be honest. Like, yeah, I was, I had to, I had to not work Wednesday, Thursday, because I was so bad. Like, you know, I was talking about that pain at the side of my head mm. that I felt coming on. I like in the night I felt like my face was gonna explode. Um and don't know why. Genuinely yeah. don't know why. Probably should seek medical attention, but I I waited a couple of days and it went away, so we're all right. It did go it did go away fully, but like I think I had some sort of like I don't know. Well basically I've got like a remnants of probably some like sort of I don't know, wisdom teeth issue or yeah. not even that or something at the side of my brain here. The brain's there, down from brain. <laughs> it's affecting <laughs> brain, clearly. Even I know the brain's up here, not on the side of your mouth. <laughs> but well, it's just, yeah, the top of my gum just, it, mm. it, like, I think it feels all cut up and everything. So I think it must have been something like, something pressing on there it could have been a remnants yeah. from a cold and ear infection or whatever and then it went in you know when you get ill and the old saying when it rains it pours you get i basically feel like that happened yeah and yeah i'm still dragging myself through the weeks and stuff but i feel um alive enough to do the podcast i don't, I don't think i'm going to be right as rain for a few weeks i this i don't know what it is 
but like you sound I, like you're, you're stuck on permanent cold setting and you can't seem to get out of it i never used to be like this right. now you get old mate and then you get everything and then i got covid twice and now i can't i can't yeah i've i've yeah my immune system's a bit weird at the minute mm. um but yeah I've also just shown everyone I've got a Yu-Gi-Oh top on. Very I'm nice. Massive nerd. To be um, fair, I, I've been paying a lot of attention to the whole Blink-182 stuff and getting rather excited for the announcement. I know this is really bad, but I couldn't care less. I know. I know you couldn't, but I, I'm a massive Blink fan. Please so do, do indulge, indulge yourself. T- tell so, me more. But, so basically, I grew up listening to Pop Punk. The channel name is PunkChef41. You... I'm a punk, I'm an ex-chef, and when I made the actual channel, I was listening to some 41, and I was like, that 41 works at the end, I'll use that, so it just worked well, but I've been always into the pop-punk stuff, and Blink were the... Are you a proper punk, then? I'm I'm a pop-punk, but I do love my old school uh, Brit-punk from back in the day. I can't stand it. Uh, but I know that's I'm... really bad, like, no, being no, a musician, no, no. and you say you don't like the rebellious phase, I just, I can't stand it. No, I get what you mean. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Carry on. <laughs> but I grew up. Uh, there's a there's a Blink album that was very Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and there's a song in there that hit me at the right time in my life, and it's all about uh, family breakups and stuff like that. And in, at the time, it hit all the right lyrics, all the right thing, and it just was the album that got me through like a year of losing both my grandparents and everything in the same year. And it made me just feel like I had something to like bent out and listen to. So they don't, they've always been like my, it's weird because I'm really say a safety band. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Um, a safety band. So, and I said, this, went, seen, this went deep, by the way. Yeah, I know it did. Um, I, I'd have, you told me to <laughs> Um, But I've seen Blink so many times. So having them come back together, the original, well, not the original, because Travis was. A brought in member but the original that everyone see as the original is great but i did like it when they had the mahgiba day with uh alkaline trio another band i love and it was like a good mix but hearing that they're going to be going back and i think it's something like it's the 20th anniversary of the self-titled blink 182 album which was the i miss you album don't uh, get me wrong i like, so I, like tell me God. I call them 182 and i know that's wrong um <laughs> but i do like blink um but I always preferred some forty one. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. I get that. Um, just a bit heavier. Also, a little yeah. background to wine called Punkshift forty one. There we the go. There we just go. Do not go look at my old videos. <laughs> the cringe. These old videos. <laughs> the cringe. He could delete them, but he's got like seventeen gay views on a rowing machine or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not going to do that, is he? <laughs> <sighs> Should we talk Sheffield Wednesday at some yeah, point? Yeah, we will. Yeah. So, Sheffield Wednesday played Cheltenham this week. Talk us through it, Punk. So, we started the game really fast, and it was really good to see you do well. And Josh Windach, with a hurler of a free kick, really hit that well. And it's nice to see different people stepping up to take free kick, because for a long time, it was Barry Bannon on free kicks all the time. And Josh Windach had got like, I want to go. So, he takes to go. Bottom corner, superb free kick. But I'm starting to get little bits of issues with the Wente team. And granted, we won this game, and I'll get into that in a minute, but start taking your chances. We hit the post. We had it saved. We 
made all the right thing that you remember last season we were talking about not finishing our dinner in front of net. It's yeah. that again. And Michael Smith is doing it. Lee Gregory, I think Lee Gregory just needs a goal. I think when Gregory gets a goal, he's going to be gone. But we made so many great chances. And if you actually look at that, 23 shots and eight on target. That's pretty huge for, but we only won 3-0. Oh, but, we only won 3 0. Yeah, I know. But, Let me, I'll go through the stats in a minute. You keep discussing yeah. the rest of it. Yeah. But it is, it is the thing where you're looking at it. We only won 3 0. It felt like more, but they got into the game in the second half. Like they had a massive kick up the backside. Stockdale still doing Stockdale things, even though congratulations to Stockdale. That was his 500 uh, career appearance, so which is great. Uh, but they did have some really good chances. But then Barry Bannon do, does what Barry Bannon does. Takes it, hits it, goal. And we don't go tappings at the club at the minute. Again. No. And the we haven't thing, for a long time. No. Ever since the Adam Reef fell, we just don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, what, that's what has always concerned me as well. Because mm. I'm like, we should be doing the simple things right. But we rely on these screamers. Well, if, I think if uh, Gregory's has gone in, which hit the post, it would have been re- a really good way of going, right, great. Problem is, we we are a team that very much set up as we play well one half and then the other half we drop off. And it depends on which day you're going to be, which are going to be the good half and the bad half. And I think we also have spells of 15 minutes in games where we have a good 15 minutes and then a, then a really good back end of a 15 minutes. We need to start making that into full sessions of like just keeping the ball and trying to hold on. Delhi getting a goal though as well. He was the difference maker in this game for me as well. Mighton played and he wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. I would call him for him last week saying he needs to get some time in the squad. He'd come in. I think it can be one of those ones where he grows into the team and tries to get in. I don't know if we're not playing him right or what. There were times where he went for the shot and there was an open man. Uh, but Delhi getting that goal was superb and People has gone, why is he not starting? And I think for me, it's a mixture of he's, I don't know if his fitness is there because we haven't been able to have him start week in, week in, week out. Yeah. He's always had to like start a game, then come off or then be on the bench. I don't know if he's there yet, if you know what I mean. He's only like 21. That does come with time, but surely we need to start upping his. I don't know, something in training or something up his stamina level to try and make him go through a full game. Well, also, there's a bit there's a bit of a... It's, he's trying to manage that midfield and manage mm. everybody in it, you know, and um, keep some expectations in there. What I really enjoyed about the Cheltenham game, apart from, obviously, the win, um, was the three different goal scorers. So different yep. goal scorers, again, showing that this team... Goals can come from everywhere. And technically, technically... In terms of positioning what they're actually classed as, no strikers scored a goal. No. No. So. And fair play to Ben Hennigan as well. Massive gash on his head. And also, to people in my comment section, yes, I know I got it wrong. I said Pat Butcher instead of Terry Butcher. It was a long day. Thank you, Jed the Giant Chicken. It really did make me laugh, his comment. I was say, I said it, I said in it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't follow this. I, I, basically, I basically turned around and said, and yeah, with the Pat Butcher style headband, I meant Terry and I couldn't remember his name. And Pat Butcher came out and he'd gone, get out my pub. Uh, <laughs> this kind of thing. But, Amazing. It Fantastic. was, it, but I also loved uh, Darren Moore's interview at the end with Ben Hennigan saying, um, the doctor said he got to come off. It was like, why? Too much blood. And 
I'm a defender. He's a defender. Crack on with it. I've played with broken noses, gashes. He's like, and it's, I love the whole fact that he said, I said, do you want to come off? He's like, no, I'm just going to crack on with it. He's like, I'm a defender. This happens. Is he concussed? Yeah. No. You don't, I will Play say, on. I will say you don't mess with head injuries, but, no. and, and like, obviously seeing that it's quite concerning him going back on and you're like, oh, when you don't really know in the moment if he's, yeah, if he, if he is playing through something because we need the, we need the strength from him there. But looking at the aftermath of it, it was fine, wasn't it? Well, so. you, you find out at the end that he wasn't concussed. And I think if he were concussed, they would have just pulled him straight off. And did, I think did, they, did they do what now? They pull him straight off, off the pitch. Oh, you kidding. Oh, um, yeah, he's a bit of a warrior you know I mean? in the back, isn't he? It's, <laughs> he, the fact he, that he's, it's the fact that he's Big Ben as well and he's said yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's that classic style. <laughs> style but he wins, defender, he wins he? every header. He doesn't, he doesn't mind. I'm going to say something here again. Putting his head where it's going to hurt. Yeah. And it's that situation where we've lacked that for a while yeah we yeah. have lacked that kind of thing it's been a while has it jake <laughs> should we go through the uh should we go through the yeah, stats please. <laughs> so wednesday had 59 percent possession over cheltenham's 41 percent. 23 shots to cheltenham six eight of those shots for wednesday on t- were on target so get the uh get the ratios up a little bit there um three of their so half of their shots were on target there was only six, though, so numbers. Mm-hmm. We had uh, seven corners to there, too, and nine fouls each on that one. Um, and Barry Bannon did a fantastic job being the referee, apparently, according to the... Uh, that was Kelton so... Manor. That was petty. Uncalled for. Like, I, he, yeah. was, he was trying to be funny as well, and it was like, you're not, you're it not didn't funny, even mate. It didn't land. You could tell he was looking around for people for the laugh. It's like, nope. <laughs> Just It was all... Yeah, I saw, I saw the video of it. It was awkward, wasn't it? a bit cringe. Yeah, but Wednesday moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so more outers. You've just got to keep it in the drafts for another week just in case, you know, we get a loss. Because it's, uh, it's waiting. We know. It is waiting. It's waiting. I'm surprised because obviously we're not top of the league, are we? Teams yeah. around us are winning. I'm pro- they're probably looking at the table going, oh, I can slate him again soon. It's all his fault. Yeah. But they, what did I say last week? We needed a bounce back. We got it. And we did. Yeah. And the one thing I have seen is, oh, we should be beating teams like Cheltenham. Yes, but last season we were terrible against teams we should be beating. This, beating. Is, this is the thing. I don't mind us losing to Plymouth or the Ipswich or somebody said about Portsmouth. It's like we drew with them first game of the season 3-3. Three, three. First game of the season, you take nothing from it because it's each team getting into the season. And we played, I think we played most of the top half now. Nearly, I think we haven't played. We haven't played yet. Derby. Derby are only tenth, so just yeah. top half. But aren't uh, we played most in the top six anyway. And it, the teams we got coming up in October is the teams I want to see us do better against than we did last season because they are the teams that we normally mess up against. And the fact that we're finding way to beat them, which is great. We've played all the teams in the top six. So, and we're third, and we're on twenty-three points. Yeah, so we'll do the okay. We'll do the league table first. So we are third, and we're on twenty six points. Ipswich are in second on thirty points. Plymouth are in first with thirty one points. So there is 
there is obviously a gap there forming, but that's because Ipswich and Plymouth are on fire, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, we had a dip, but we're back up now. But our form's not looked bad exactly, you know. Draw, win, win, loss, draw. Not perfect, but you look at Plymouth's form, it's draw, win, 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 win. They just can't stop winning Plymouth. What? The, yeah, the big thing on Plymouth is going to be their goal difference. They are so, starting to go a lot more goals like mm. from this weekend, but before that, they were win- winning like one or two. Let me um, talk you through us playing the teams in the top six, right? So, yep. Portsmouth are fourth. We played them first. It was 3 all. Remember, we had that red card in that match. Yep. Um, who else? There's Bolton. We played them... At their ground, we beat them 2-0. Okay, so that's one of them. Barnsley yep. obviously beat us at Hillsborough 2-0. Yep. Ipswich we drew 2 all with, and we lost to Plymouth. So, yes, I understand. Okay, we lost two of those matches. Mm. We drew two, won one. Yeah. So that's our, that's our um, two draws, two losses, one win against the top six. At this stage, when you're beating the others around, that's not the worst. No. You know, it's not amazing. Could have done with like one of those to, to equal those the out with another one win. Could have but... been a win, but at the same time, you're looking at that and going, you know what? We're third. This time last season, I think we're like 12th or something. I couldn't tell you right now, but we weren't uh, doing, we we weren't, weren't doing this we weren't great. No, and the thing is, it's that whole thing, Darren Moore, each time he's done, he, every time he's got the team right, he picked us. Yeah, we have got injuries at the minute. I'm not going to lie. And it's in the defensive positions, which is not great for us again. But the thing is, we got better depth to a point. I think yeah. where we, we're a little bit short on depth is up top, which might be something we address come uh, January. But at the same time, you've got to think that in theory, last season was Darren Moore's first full season. He got fourth place in playoffs. Now, he wants to beat that and he wants to go up. He don't want to do playoffs. He wants to go up. The difference is, Ipswich and Plymouth are just looking so good at the minute. But the big thing for me will be what happens when Plymouth have their first loss at home. Yes. Because it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. I've got this horrible feeling and I don't want to say it on air just in case it happens. Hmm. But I feel like something might happen this season because I thought about it the other day when I was looking yeah. at the table for this document. <laughs> I feel like we might finish third, mm. a couple of points or one Just or down. so points yeah. off automatics. It's going to be that tight. And then we mess it up in the playoffs. I've got this sick feeling in my stomach. I'm sorry I've said it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it feels a little bit that way. But the same, the problem is... I have with that is that Darren Moore doesn't survive that. And the problem no, he doesn't. Is we, he doesn't we will have that. to do another rebuild again. Yeah. And I don't know it's... how well that will go. So basically, we just need to win everything. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. 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 So uh, we'll go, uh, we'll do the League One review for match day 14. We had Wickham beating Oxford 1 0. Derby County got a red card and lost 2 1 at home yep. to Port Vale. The fans weren't happy about that. Oh, no, I've seen that video. <laughs> Plymouth beat Accrington Stanley 3-0, and there was a red card for each player. I believe I saw this incident. It was the exact same challenge. They both got a red card. Yep. B- 
bit of an odd one. Um, Shrewsbury and MK Dons, with MK Dons getting a red card, Shrewsbury beat them 2-1 at Shrewsbury's home. And MK Don looks in trouble. You what, sorry? MK Dons look in trouble at the minute. Yeah, they're... And in the relegation spot. Yeah, I wanted to put... I'm really annoyed because I should have gone with my gut. I wanted to put them lower in my predictions. But I felt mm. like I was being too harsh just because they'd lost a couple of key players. But in yeah. my head, I was going, they could really tank. And I should have gone with my gut. I didn't do it. I hope that sniffle didn't come through on camera because I haven't got time to edit it out. So enjoy that. Um, <laughs> Bristol Rovers uh, beat Cambridge United 2-1. Lincoln City drew 0-0 with Charlton. Ipswich Town beat Morecambe 2-1 away as well there. So Ipswich, They had to come from behind down. though. Ipswich, yeah. Morecambe were winning that. But it's that mentality, in it? Coming from behind. Mm. Portsmouth drew one all with Fleetwood. Peterborough and Burton drew one all. Barnsley lost at home to Exeter City 2-0. Exeter City, who've just lost their manager to Rotherham, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lonnie, yeah. Yeah. Um, Forest Green beat Bolton 1-0. So Forest Green beating a top six side. Yeah. And Wednesday beat Cheltenham 3-0. Was that, by any chance, Connor Wickham going in that Bolton? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was, because I looked at it. Yeah, Connor Wickham got the goal to beat Bolton. Right, um, moving on from this week's fixtures and going towards a transfer rumour in October. This is from Football League World. The headline reads as this, Darren Moore drops transfer hint amid Sheffield Wednesday links with Scotland-based player. Sheffield Wednesday manager Darren Moore admits the Owls have a strong transfer links with Scotland amid reports his side are keen on Motherwell's Max Johnston. Despite only being 18, Johnston is already starting to attract plenty of attention for his performances. The teenager is currently on loan with Cove Rangers in the Scottish second tier, where he has made just one appearance. Um, So, I don't know why I said grr there. I uh, was reading something about Gregory because this article has been phrased well. One week I've had to get back onto this document and I'm doing a great job of it. (laughs) Anyway, when asked about the interest in Johnson, he was quoted by the Sheffield Star as saying, quote, we have always had strong links up in Scotland. We've got things up north really covered. We've got our finger in the pulse in terms of players because it is a hotbed of talent up there. There are some good young players up there and we've got our finger on the pulse. And if the right one comes available and we think it's right in terms of taking the club forward, then great. But at the moment, at this time, I won't discuss any further with that. We have got our scouting network up there, end quote. Pretty what you'd expect mm. from Darren Moore there. And I know but, a Motherwell fan who I might be able to get some more information and find out how good he is or potential to be good. All I'm saying is all it says is reports. There's not much yeah. more than that. It's just reports that's linking us to him. But what do you think? It's a position we do need to upgrade on. Let's be honest. We do right need back. to upgrade right back and it'd be good to have another player in that we can develop and do well with because we don't, we said this off air before we start, we don't develop players well, but this is a player we could probably do quite well in that kind of development stage and depending on what kind of deal you put in there. Yeah. It's, it's always for some reason when they don't seem to always do well with Scottish transfers from Scotland themselves. If no, I was going to say our be, best it, player it, is Scottish, no, no, but I know but what you nor, mean from the, norm, the Scottish yeah, League. Yeah. From the Scottish League, it doesn't seem to go well. Like I was watching uh, the game at the weekend, uh, St. Johnson and Stevie May came on. I was like, you could have been so good at Wendy. That's the first player that came to my mind as well, because wasn't Stevie May scoring for fun? Yep. 
he was. St. Johnston. And we plucked, and I was so excited because I was like, yeah. if we can get him score. But then again, it was that era of Wednesday signing players that didn't fit the system. It was the Azerbaijan system years. Yeah, it was that takeover that fell through. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird time for Wednesday that was. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he had so much. I was so excited. Yeah, Yo, ditto. Ditto. It was like, oh, this could be the, the striker we've been looking for and stuff. And um, it just never seemed to pay off for us. And if what there was, it could be interesting what we do because having a little bit of a link up there as well with Lee Bullen, he, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he's not like telling us like what player, but he might be going, look, there's a player here. I think might be decent. Go have a look. Kind of it thing. would be nice to think he's still got the uh, the old yeah. eye on, on us back here, but he's he's doing very well at the minute in his managerial career as well. Yeah, fair, fair play to Bullen there. So Max Johnson, obviously, he's young. He's not got much experience under his belt. It's one of those where would we get? We'd have to get him on a permanent really to make yeah. it viable because he's he's made two appearances for Motherwell. This is his breakout mm. season this season. But if he... We've had players where we've had their breakout season and then they've gone to a club yeah. to develop. Is this something we could do here? Um, he's also been called up to the Scotland under 16 cl- uh, club. And I think he was also called up late to... The, it says here, yeah. Mm. He was called up late to the under-19 squad, but it doesn't look like he played there. Um, but yeah, he's, so he's highly rated across there. Where he's not highly rated, Jake. Oh, I can have a guess. Is it FIFA? It is FIFA, because we've always got to do the FIFA links because of the channel's roots. Maybe maybe you should sign him in your net career mode so you can no, develop him. No, because he's a 58-rated <laughs> right-back with 74 pace, 27 shooting, 45 passing, 52 dribbling, 54 defending, and 58 physical. He's Does that not, not spit your there. system? No. Have you watched the most recent episode? I've just signed yeah. a new right-back. He's doing all right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's doing all right it cost me like a mi- 1.8 million this is a a plug go and watch the Sheffield Wednesday mm. career mode on uh on the channel but no I think we need to start doing the thing where we sign young players yeah rather than letting all our good players go go so mm. I'd be quite interested if we've got good links up there keeping an eye on these sort of players and Palmer is coming towards the latter stages of his oh, we've got some very past their Prime, even though some... I would say Palmer's potentially in his prime now. I think, yeah, right back. It's 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 an interesting one because after this season, you're probably going to say Jack Hunt doesn't get a new deal. No, Palmer. I, gets, I'd say I think I'd Palmer, say Palmer, Palmer gets a new deal. Palmer will get a new deal. Uh, Bannon will get a new deal. Um, but you're looking at some of them, and I think we got nearly a full eleven out of contract in the summer, which is kind of scary. We've got no contract after this year. I don't think we've got any contracted fullbacks. I might be talking out of them because uh, I think Brown's contract's up as well. Are you or Gary Monkin, guys? Why? Fullbacks, out of contracts, get rid of them all. <laughs> but am I right, though? I'm thinking, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, right, just, yeah. I'm thinking about it. No, no, like, I think you if are Brown's, right. I'm not sure if Brown's deal ends at the end of the season, but because we've got James in on loan. Marvin Johnson? Is he out of contract? Mm, yes, I think he probably is because I thought he was out of contract this season and he kind of did that uh, post saying he was in contract still. I think I Domioff is probably the only technique, but he's not a fullback now, but he, was, he can play right back. 
But yeah. The only one good thing Steve Booth gave a cheer for that, mate. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think um I think if we are, that might again be incorrect information. But off the top of my head, I do think we've got a lot of out of contract fullbacks. So bringing in a young eighteen year old and starting to build for Not the future, a bad idea, keep, is it? keeping on Palmer as one of the ones to mentor him, help him get into the club, and and show what's say, expected. You could, you could bring Palmer on as a coach as well. He'd got yeah. to, I think he. Oh yeah, I think I think you've got to you've got to do that really. But yeah, positive signs if we are looking at um, young prospects that are doing all right quietly. It's also nice to see you thinking about the future and not having this situation where we're stuck going, oh, we've run out of players. Because yeah. um, that's something we have been poor at for a while, at not realising we need new people. I think that's where the goalkeeping position was a bit of a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That's still up in the air as well. Mm. Okay, talking about players leaving. I don't want him to. No. <laughs> The Star writes, this is their headline. Concern at Sheffield Wednesday over Fisayo Dele Bashiru Future's major deadline approaches. Quote, all parties remain in dialogue over the possibility of a new contract for the Owls youngster, but with his current deal set to expire in the summer, the former Man City youngster will be well within his rights to open negotiations with clubs outside of England in the new year as things stand. The midfielder was subject of interest from the Championship abroad and abroad in the summer but Wednesday held firm. After speaking to the star about the situation, Owls boss Darren Moore admitted the looming possibility of Delhi Bashiru being able to negotiate with clubs, including clubs in Scotland, is a worry. Quote, Of course it is a concern, he said. Fizz and his representatives know of our desire to keep him. They know it's clear to them. Clear to them. Just emphasising that point. What yeah. we are doing <laughs> is staying massively respectful to the situation and both parties have continued the talks. The talks have never elapsed or gone quiet. There has always been that desire to keep him on. End quote. I am concerned about this. Yeah, ditto. And it's, I'm not, it's it, not so much that I don't think the players enjoying his time on Wednesday. I just think young players at this stage of their career, there's, yeah. always, there's always that can you do better somewhere else sort of thing. And I'm worried this could be a situation here. The grass isn't always greener, as we've seen. Yes. But I'm concerned about this one. Your thoughts? My issue with this is it's something Darren Moore said when he came into the club when they were talking about uh, Liam Shaw at the time going, while I'm at the club, that will not happen again. We will not have it where we have a player run out of contract when it needs to be. And the problem with this is you're going to have so many people, if this goes south, going, why didn't we just sell him in, in the summer? Our chairman, probably one of them. Yeah. Going, what's uh, the point? <laughs> and it is this whole situation. I don't think Delhi's unhappy at the club. I think he's happy playing for the club. I think there's a part of what's going on. It's like, is it someone asking for more money? Or is it something slowing it down? Something like that. And we're not willing to do it yet. The fact, the nice bit of this whole bit is that they're still in talks and it's still yeah. going. I have a funny feeling we may have a November, October period where we had it with uh, Domai Orfer and Josh Windus and they came out of nowhere. Deals announced, contract attended, done. It wouldn't surprise me who has something like a Palmer, Bannon and Fizz all getting out with New Deal. But when will that be? Like you were asking about who's out of contract in the summer. Uh, Reece James go back, Alex Mighton go back, McGinnis go back. 
Barry Bannon, Jack Hunt, Liam Palmer, Callum Patterson, Lee Gregory, Dominic Iorfa, Marvin Johnson, Joe Byers, Joff Windass. I don't know if that one's true. I think he was There's an extension on his yeah. contract, I think. Uh, Jaden Brown, uh, Dennis Adeneran. Fizz. Oh, God. Adeneran's off as well. Yep. It's a lot of players that are just going to be gone if we don't sort this out soon. And this is the time where you start sitting down with representations and go, let's get your deal sorted. Because if you do this around, because the problem is, you might have some players who will go, I'll talk about it at the end of the season. Once the season's done, once I know where we are, I'll be done and gone. Uh, done and gone or done and stayed, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The issue here is, especially because it's young players, they want to know what they're doing so they can settle down and put roots down. We've got some old players who might stay on for another bit longer because they might be happy and they might be settled with family. But when you're a young player, you haven't got any uh, responsibilities as a family, you can go, right, I'll go here then. I do not want us to have us have a podcast where we have, oh dear, we've done it again. Yeah, because too many videos it, like that, mate, to be honest. It's going to do my head in. And if that does happen, I will very clearly say this is on the chairman. This isn't on Darren Moore. This is on the chairman. You get this sorted or get someone in to help you get it sorted. Yeah. Also, though, I will say that it's not just on our side, this as well. No. The fact is, it's from reading that article, Darren Moore has been very specific about the fact that we have made it clear where we stand on the fact that we want to keep him. Yeah. So there has to be give from both sides. It sounds like the old... It's a negotiation. Um, it's how they cloth. work. It sounds like the old cluffers thing of saying agents ruin parties. But yeah. the thing is... And that's what, I was, is, that's what I was alluding to with a younger football yeah. player with advice, you know? But the thing is, when you we when we've spoken to Delhi in interview for the club website, he said, I don't get involved with that. That's nothing to do with me. Yeah. I leave it to other people. I concentrate on my football. And you genuinely believe that is the case with it because he's just coming on from leaps and bounds. And the problem is, if we don't sell him, he goes on a free. If we sell him, we've got to give some of the money to Man City. Yeah. I think um, Darren Moore makes a good point in, uh, further in this quote in the article where he says, he has huge potential and it's about channeling that potential. I'll say that again. He has huge potential and it's about channeling that potential and mindset in the correct manner. So he's basically, he, he's talking about his mindset of the player there about get it, reaching his full potential. But also I think that comes down to you need to get your head screwed on at this young age mm. now and you can develop at the club. You know, he's scoring yeah. goals in a side where, I'll be honest, you want to be having that fan base behind you. You know, you mm. want to have that when, you, when you're developing. So, because I know a lot of players that sort of sidestep. Yeah. But they sidestep to clubs that don't have that, that feel to them. And he's obviously got a good relationship with some of the lads in the squad because his celebration, I think he ran to, I uh, can't remember who he ran to. He ran to somebody on the bench and celebrated with them. Yeah. Uh, and there's a relationship there. And the thing is, he always, the thing is, if, if he went, as a, it, say that's the case, my issue is, where do we have our bustling midfielder? Because he turned into that engine that we needed last season. And we said last season, 
all he needed to do was get into that weight room because he's pushing players off the ball now and just going with his speed. Well, even that, though, we said he was one of our most physical midfielders before mm. he'd even done any of the work on that. You know, he, he, he had this natural physicality to him. So I think he, I think he, he I think he, the kid's the kid, the kid. He's not that. He's 21. Big. You do, you, you talk about football in like, it's have been playing too much football, manager. <laughs> um, I think he's got, he's got a, a, a future in that midfield. Yeah. And it should be with us for at least a few more years. He's 21. He's in that situation where I say you could sign a three year deal and still be a 24 year old mm. and move somewhere else. Yeah. So. There's a lot to consider. Finger and... crossed we get more news and it's just that he signed something. Yeah. Talking about a player who has stuck around through a lot, I, I will say a shout out to like the, uh, the, uh, the interview Alan Biggs did with Super. Barry Bannon because I watched it all and it was a great watch. You know, yeah. a fantastic watch. Uh, he, he joined him on his uh, Sheffield Live program. The band went on there ages ago. Fun sidestep. Yeah. Ages and ages and ages ago. Um, the radio, because there's a radio version, a TV version. Yeah. We went on the radio version and went in. Um, but yeah, he he does that. He does his talking Sheffield where he talks to both sides of both sides of the city in terms of football and things like that, doesn't he? But he had Barry Bannon yeah. on recently, and there were some really interesting quotes from Bannon in that. We'll go through a few of them. So he said, and quote. It's never once come into my head since I've been here to leave this club. I've spoken about it with close friends and family and stuff. This sounds a bit bad, but I'm in football for the fans. Growing up in my family, we were big Celtic fans. The way I followed football, my family followed football, we were big, big fans of Celtic. And as I started to play and got lucky to make a career in football, the fans became a big part. Because I was a big fan myself, I take as, I take as if that's who we are playing for. It's not for ourselves or anybody else. We're playing for the fans. And when the fans are as big as or good as the fans we've got at Sheffield Wednesday, there's no need to leave. I've obviously had chances to leave, but I've had to take on board. Is it really worth it? Is it a bigger fan base? You won't find many bigger supporter clubs in the Football League. And even some teams in the Premier League haven't got the fan base we've got. When they take to you the way they've taken to me as well, my decisions have been quite easy, really. The only things I've had to take on board is how long I'm going to be here if they still want me. I'm going to be here. Luckily, seven years down the line, they've always wanted me to keep going and going. Until that comes to an end, I'll be here. End quote on that. So that's just sort of saying his commitment mm. to the club there, really. And I just yeah. think he spoke really well in this. And I've, I am a, I've never got on Barry Banner's back and I've not understood the people that have. And I know it's, it's actually probably quite a vocal minority there. Mm. It, there, was, there was a trend in like on Twitter for a while, a couple of seasons ago, where people were just... I think a lot of people grew up with Barry Bannon in his championship prime. Yeah. So they were so, so they were younger. They were probably like 14, 15 around those times. And then they got a bit older and wanted to say he was past it just because it was cool yeah. to say it was past it. He's clearly not past it. No. And this is the weird one because it, it feels like such a long time since we've had a player of his quality still stick around yeah. and say, you want to be here. And doesn't want to go and he's had the opportunity to go but didn't. And that credit to us as a fan base because we brought a player in who was playing for Crystal Palace, not getting game time, had a bit of an injury issue as well. And we took it, it you can say it in hindsight, it was a risk taking in because we didn't know what kind of player we were going to get. 
And it came to that January when the season we signed him. I think he was on a six month deal originally. And then we put a proper deal in front of him. And well, it was he, actually, he said in the interview that we picked up uh, the last year of his Palace contract. Mm. So we actually just took the contract on because he had another year at Palace and we just took on the remainder of his contract. Yeah. So it's always good that when you bring a player on, especially when he'd had the injury issues he'd had and he'd been, he, he was very much loved at Villa. Yeah. Uh, and he was very much loved when he was at uh, Blackpool when he got on promoted and it's like it look it was one of those players you know when you hear a player say they're looking for a home mm-hmm. in a club we were that home for him yeah and his kids now like um yeah is the way the way we're talking about talking about that it's nice um i think i think it just shows i'm going to read a bit more a bit more of the quotes from the article because see he, he says some really good stuff in this interview he said and quote, I've got a vendetta that I want to finish here and that's getting this club back to where they belong. I know he was referring to the championship here. He used to say this about the Premier League, which makes me a little bit sad going back into the yeah. article now. Yeah, I've had interest from clubs that have been hiring, higher in the league than Sheffield Wednesday. When we got relegated, I had a chance to go back to, champi- to the championship in a team that had just got promoted to the Premier League. I had a chance to go there. P.S. It's Brentford. Um, nothing concrete, but if I wanted to force it, it could have happened. It was there if I really wanted to push it, but I was adamant that I didn't want to leave. And my agents were probably looking at me thinking, what are you doing? End quote. So that's the funny side of it, isn't it? Because yeah. I this isn't just words either. Because it no. was very solid at the time. We had a lot of players shaking it, you know, shaking the faith in the club and just going for themselves. But we knew Barry, there was interest, solid interest at the time in Barry Bannon. And we knew this was the links with him there. And he, 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 he stayed. But also look at when he signed his contract, when it was in the relegation season, we were pretty much gone. He said, no, I'm here to get this done. Yeah. I'm going to stay here and try and get it done. We all at first thought it's clever move by Wednesday. It gives us a chance to get some money for him just in case. But I wondered if that was him. I'm going to secure my future and just carry on playing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, talking about securing his future, people say, oh, well, he's going to be on that ridiculous money. And they always talk about him being on yeah, like 40 like grand this. a week in League One. Oh, well, he's on 20 grand a week in League One. And he said this and following, end quote, a lot of people speak about the money thing as well, so we can address that whilst we're on here instead of Twitter spats. I'll just clear it up. When we got relegated, my money halved from what it was. A lot of people think my money never dropped, but I signed a contract in the January when we were close to relegation in the championship, knowing that there was a chance that we could go down and my money could half. I'm not in the game for the money. Obviously, money is an added bonus. I'm in the game because I love playing here and I love playing in front of big crowds. Just to get it out there, my money halved when we got relegated. So I could have got more wages if I'd left the championship or interested or to a team that were in the Premier League, end quote. So basically, he possibly took a slight wage drop. I can't imagine he took a ridiculous wage drop on his championship contract. But the halving side of it would make sense. And I'm not going to speculate that what he was on and what it halved to. But I can imagine Derby are playing the players more. Hmm. And the thing is, hopefully, this is... And it well, shouldn't matter, man. This is it. The, the, there was a really good one. I think there was a Cheltenham... I think, was it Cheltenham? I can't remember the article. There was a journal. I think it was either the Cheltenham or... Was it Cheltenham? The, I can't remember which one it was, but there was an art, the journalist that came out and said something. Barry Bannon came out and said, oh, so you know what I'm on. How do you get paid to put this nonsense out there? And every time, every time it's a rival team, it's like, well, he's on 40 grand... A week, we wouldn't be able to do this. 
wage if we got with everyone. It would break our wage structure in League One. So he's not going to be on that. The thing is, Barry Bannon is one of these dying breeds of the player, which you don't get anymore, who is loyal to a T. And I'm for glad we got him. Yeah. And honestly, he's like... I've got to say probably Forestieri is the best player I've ever seen in a Wednesday shirt consistently. Mm. But Barry Bannon's a very close second. But that's just because Forestieri had that flair. Yeah. That's showing my age. I am aware. The one thing that always, always gets me about Barry Bannon, and it's the one thing you can never, ever criticise him for, he runs everywhere on that pitch. He chases every lock all down. He runs himself into the ground when he plays. He's yeah. always the one fighting for that ball. Yeah. Like it, you, it, when it was the fourth area in Barry Bannon day, it was perfect because you had two little terrier pit bulls running after the players to make the mistake. And then you get the other one, get the ball back. And it was just the work rate he puts in when he gets the shirt on. And people said, oh, he's rubbish. Or they'll say, well, he was non-existent. Sometimes it's not what he does when he's running with the ball. It's the pressure he puts without the ball, which makes the difference. Yeah. And yeah, I hope this puts an end to the... It won't, but I hope it... it, like, it I'd like to think it could put an end to the nonsense talk. Barry Bannon. Um, I, I really hope he gets a new deal. And I, I, think, I think he probably will. Yeah. I, well, I think, I we'll, think, I think we'll give him a new deal. I hope, yeah. I hope he... he I worry if we don't get promoted that he'd he'd want to try one I, more uh, shot up. I, don't I know, know after this interview you think Woody, but like would he want to try one more? He, he'd need a payday somewhere, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But he's he has said he's not in it for the money. But but we, you don't know what he he seems like the kind of footballer who's actually quite sensible with cash. Yeah, and if he's done that, if it, to be fair, if he's done that and he has been yeah. on forty grand a week at some point, I think he'd be you'd be all right. Yeah, you know. Yes, he he got another little child coming soon. Uh, I think I saw on the Instagram they did a reveal they're gonna have a little boy. So uh, it was actually quite funny. So he kind of put your post not outnumbered this time. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that the the one thing that you get is whenever Barry Bannon does these interviews, and it's very rare, but when he does, he's always down to earth and to a T. And you can tell he got brought up properly when he was younger. And the thing is. You don't get this this often. And the fact that we're still seeing him play week in, week out the way he does and then find out he got this side on the other side, the personality that he's caring and gives a damn about the club, let's be honest. It says a lot. And it would have been interesting to see what his thoughts were on some of the players that were jumping shit when we went down. Oh, I'd love, yeah. Barry, the WhatsApp when, group when, must you, have been awesome. when you retire, come on this podcast. And yeah. We can just stories. talk. We can just talk off air about all yeah. the gossip, and then any bits you can actually give us for the podcast would be fantastic. But I would yeah. love to hear some of the stories. God, and we are quite quiet about that sort of stuff, actually. Yeah, some yeah. Some, some of the drama. I occasionally drop a few hints. We like to be respectful. I'd occasionally drop a few hints. I probably you shouldn't. Do. To be fair. Um, <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday got it wrong with Conor Grant. So the football fan cast have wrote this uh, article basically talking about, you know, we had a player called Conor Grant once. I do. Apparently he left, he, he left the season. We, was it when we had Thompson in charge in that January? He left and then Darren Moore came in. I believe so. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. Um, he's at MK now, isn't he? And he's, yeah. 
apparently Liam Manning's been speaking his praises. He already has two, this is from the article, he already has two goals and one assist for Liam Manning's side. Um, and he's been referring to him as like a, if he was a Spaniard, we'd all be praising him. Apparently, he's got that flair to him. Um, so, well, is this another that one that Wednesday could miss? It's only a. I, I saw the article and I thought, oh, that's an interesting one. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. If Conor Grant could, could he be another one of the Wednesday ones that we've let if, go? I think if Darren Moore came in in that period where we that Tony Peel, he probably don't go. We sold he him. Prob- that we sold him though. It was at, we, I, oh, we made what, money. Do you know what annoys me, man? is when you sell players for undisclosed fees, that is part of what an academy is for. Not every yeah. player is going to come through the academy and actually get into the first team. Your academy has got to be something for FFP as well and keeping cash flow going. Yeah. Have you just been handed pasta? Yes, I have. Now you've made me hungry. <laughs> right, let's move on to um, Cambridge. So, yes, the next match that Sheffield Wednesday play is on the 15th of October. Cambridge United, who have a record of 5-1-7, 16 points, 13th in League One. They have four wins at home, no draws at home, two losses at home. They have one win on the road, one draw on the road, and five losses on the road. So four of their points. Them at our place. But this is a good game for Wednesday to have because this having a club who does well at home is a better test to see where we're at. Can I remind you? The last time we played Cambridge, they played the similar style to Wickham and Oxford. They were that stick all 11 men behind the ball and let's have a really bad time for 90 minutes. That low, low cross block thing they like to do. Yeah. But, but, but there's a difference. We have a David Stockdale who will equally <laughs> be like that. <laughs> Here we do. That's true. And we have ways around it. I say, rather than trying to pass this through the park, you go at them with the wingers. Yeah. That's how I'd yeah. approach this match. It'll be interesting to see if Wilkes is fit enough for this because Wilkes is currently injured. Yeah, what's going on with Wilkes? I don't know. Um, I think it's, I think he was going to have a late fitness test on the Saturday and he obviously must have failed it. The nice thing about this is us having no game time, we've got a chance to get a lot of the players who are like got little knocks sorted. So hopefully we can get it sorted. I know... Uh, Steve, who's sometimes in the live streams and stuff, he doesn't rate Wilkes at all. He thinks we shouldn't have bought him. He really thinks we should have just walked away from it. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I said on Friday, he's had four games. He's only played four games. Let's give him a chance. But he's Wilkes is the player that needed to have that preseason. When we were linked with him and we put that initial offer in, he needed to be in and have that preseason to go, right, because I think Wilkes is going to turn into a bit of a bias where we see a lot more of him come the back end of the season, not the start, where he got into the flow and he looked better. But the thing is, if we can go at these properly, and the thing, I like the partnership of Smith and um, Gregory. It worked well. Gregory's link-up play with him is superb. Windaf playing as either a winger or camp works. The thing that you've got here is if we're going to do well this season, the chances we're making, we have to start burying them. We have to have another t- team that are like Forest Green, we batter and then push on. I we got the ability. We've got the ability and we don't take enough chances. If we can take these chances and just batter teams, we'll be up there. 
Yeah, no, we did. We did. Like, you don't need to be. If we can try and secure automatics by just battering teams that we are on paper supposed to batter, notice my air quotes. Yep. Nothing's played on paper. Nothing is written like that. But if we could actually be the team, if we could actually be the team that everyone said we were last season. Yeah. And oh, it's Sheffield Wednesday coming in. They look at their ridiculous squad. Boo hoo, cry me a river. If we could actually be that team, and then we, yeah, okay, we struggle against some of the teams in the top six. Yeah. You don't, we don't technically need to worry about that if we're going for automatics. Your top six can beat us if we beat everybody mm. else and just get enough points that way. Rotherham, Wigan were a classic example. They lost most of the games against top six and went up autom- automatics. Yeah. Wednesday are always the team that do well under pressure. The big, the big games, apart from the mm. big, big games like the promotion playoffs <laughs> well, and things like yeah. that. But like, if you ever put us on Sky, we'd always do yeah, well. We do. And the thing is, going forward, there's a lot of positivity at the minute with how we're playing and stuff. And so far, we haven't seen a Darren Moore Fleetwood where he was steaming afterwards. And that's good. The thing, the thing is, I think we... I've, I've said for the last couple of seasons that we have a bad January, we have an okay middle of February, and then from the back end of February to the end of the season, we turn into the team that just go on a run. And we need to have that consistently now. If we can get... I'm all right with like getting win-win, then an odd loss, and then go back to win-win. What I don't want is the way we have a win-loss, win-loss kind of thing. You know what I mean? They need to have a consistency of getting oh, no, wins back-to-back. We, back. we need to maintain like two points a game. Yeah. Yeah. That is where I'm kind of like judging the acceptability of our performances and our form mm. of how close we are to that two points a game scenario. Yeah. Which is why this season I'm not really throwing my toys out the pram if we lose. No. Because there's points Cause to we're, be... We're there. Because there's points to be won and points to be lost. I think I, think, I, think I read something about And we'll be like, there and thereabouts. The, the and he's 40- just got <laughs> sacked, had he? Yes. <laughs> I think there's about 48 points to play for in October. Will you know? Well, your Steve Bruce video will be doing well again. Will you know? Always does. You're going to be really gutted when he actually retires from the game. (laughs) (sighs) And on that joyous note, that's all I've got for you for the end of this uh, week's Talking Wednesday. Um, Anything to add this week, Jake? Have fun. Don't don't go mental on Twitter at players or other fans. We're all other opinions, and just be nicer to each other. Ah, oh, that's nice. Um, I don't care what you do. See you later. Unless unless you text, you can just yeah. Unless oh yeah, all right yeah okay. Um, have work, a lovely week, guys. I'll be talking talking to you on Twitter. Have a lovely week, guys, <laughs> and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya. <laughs>